What's up, everybody, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, September 24th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Adioye Junior. What's up, Greg? Not much. It's Friday. We finally made it. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Friday. What a week. God What damn. a concept. You know what I mean? Well, Wait, not even the feel- concept. It's been going on forever. It's one of those weeks where I, I feel like it, th- this happens a few times, right? Like, I mean, E3 is the last I remember where we got to the end of the week and I was like, wow, that week lasted five weeks. I can't believe how long that was. <laughs> I think for me this week, it was mostly just yesterday where, you know, we start off the day. It's the standard day, games day, all that stuff. That World War Z stream, for some reason, felt like it somehow lasted six hours. It was fun, though. It was a, it was a fun It was a fun stream. But for some reason afterwards, I was like, man, that took a lot out of me. And then sure. I was like, oh, wait, I got a Nintendo Direct. And that Nintendo Direct was a blast like in a good way but also like tired me out because so much happened yeah it was not a blast for me <laughs> oh, really? it was the opposite yeah i've been live you know since 10 30 or whatever and so then we roll right into that after a great uh, world war z stream right youtube.com slash kind of funny plays and like yeah it was a nintendo and like that thing got cooking and i was like oh no this is for nintendo fans <laughs> this oh, is yeah. for like the hardcore and like here's animal crossing ah oh, they're fucking just telling me there's gonna be more Fucking goddamn yeah. it! All right, like, you know what I mean. Kirby like, what lands, and like I'm sitting there, like, oh yeah, and I could tell. Like, I, I every announcement there felt like it was in some weird way, shape, or form tailored for me specifically. And sure. way that by the end of it, I was like, that is one of the, that was one of the most entertaining Nintendo directs I've ever seen. But I could, I, I looked over, I saw your face, and I was like. Oh yeah, I guess it was probably nothing for Greg in there. And so and you I mean, sit through all this stuff. And again, don't get me wrong, that's great. I'm, gl- I'm glad that there's millions of different directs in video games that aren't for me or whatever. It just don't nail it for me. But it was that thing of like, then it ended and I was like, oh man, my energy's so low. Let's go do the kind of funny podcast and try oh, to bring yeah. that back up. It was like, God damn, this is five and a half hours of talking. <laughs> Fucking kill what, me over. What do I mean? I know this is probably a new story, but I'll just ask you up here, right? Like what, what is your take on the Mario cast? Like, now that you had time to sit with it and really consider the idea of Charlie Day's Luigi. Sure. Like, are you excited for this movie? Because I'm kind of excited for this movie. I mean, my take on the Mario cast was as it was happening, I was like, yep, this strikes me as a Hollywood production. Like, I, I don't I like I have not given one iota of thought to the Mario movie before this announcement. So when they announced it, my main thought was like, oh, Chris Pratt, isn't he? I feel like he's in everything. Isn't he played out at this point? Like. He's in the yeah. Lego movie. He's he's a voice in something else too. I know. It's like all right. Like I don't I don't get excited for Chris Pratt, but I will say I think he is a decent voice actor given his work sure. in the Lego movie. And so I'm like, okay, that's a benefit. But, but here's the he doesn't get me Pat, excited. Chris Pratt as a voice actor, and this is again no no offense to his acting acumen, is that when you ca- I can already hear what that voice is going to be. Like he's going to be Chris Pratt, right? So it's really? like. But like, it's gonna does, sound does just that, like Lego Lego movie Chris Pratt. Is that not insane to you though? Because it's Mario. No, no, I am saying that's insane. Of like, I don't get casting him when it's like, all right, now you're just gonna sound like you're gonna sound. Are like, you gonna, think, is you know, he gonna do an Italian accent? I think the answer is probably gonna be no, right? No, he's not gonna do. In, in 2021, he is not going to do an Italian accent. But then you're gonna tell me that Mario is just gonna be Chris Pratt's voice, like his regular, like I'm Chris Pratt, like that is gonna be Mario's voice because that. Yes. I cannot wait to watch that movie. <laughs> and I can't wait to watch Luigi as Chris Pratt, and I can't wait to watch Keegan Michael Key as fucking Toad. My whole thing is They're like going to do their own voices. Yes, hundred. Jack Black's Bowser is just going to be Jack Black. Like I, you're not getting voices out of these people. They're bringing it in all these people who just talk. They're going to get people who talk. It's like when I get cast in a video game. No one's expecting like me most, to come out with doing anything. Sounds, it's going to be Greg. That sounds like the most insane movie possible. And again, I it's can't sa- wait for it. See, it sounds it sounds super yeah. lame, right? Like yeah, it doesn't. It's really, like, really when it's bad. just it's going to be Chris Pratt and Charlie Day like cosplaying as these characters that we know so well. We're like all right whatever but maybe then it's going to be like lego batman or whatever where it is like it's not what we think it's going to be it's not going to be a straight up like we are making a mario movie where he has to go save the princess maybe it is mm-hmm. going to be something crazy and goofy and weird but you look at look at you know uh, blessing i know you're right you're right or die with me so i know you're with me of on course. this one but look at the better 2d platformer sonic the hedgehog and think about how they did his movie right where they go and they get that ben guy and like you might know him from middle ditch and Schwartz or whatever and it's a fucking funny show on netflix right you go get him though is, is that He's the not... improv one yeah oh that's Hilarious. a great one yeah i love that right one. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you're awesome. you're a ghost oh we're gonna get back to you later uh no is you pick him from relative obscurity right maybe you know him as a character on whatever i know he's on broad city stuff i'm not saying he's never worked but mm. you, not many people are like oh hear his voice I'm like oh that's ben right you grab him, you drop him into Sonic. He f- he becomes that character. All right, he becomes yeah, like, Sonic. Sonic was never Italian, right? Like you, you're telling me that Ben Schwartz is being casted as Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm like, that makes sense to some extent. Was Captain you- Lou Albano <laughs> Italian? I don't know. I'm asking. That's a you're wrong. Kind of funny. That slash you're wrong, right? 
It's like, just the idea that, of Donkey Kong opening his mouth and it's Seth Rogen's voice being Seth Rogen. That's the thing that breaks like, my Seth brain. Seth Rogen's not doing a goddamn voice. But nanobiologist, in, nanobiologist in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong says Chris Pratt has said he's been working on a Mario voice with the studio. It's not going to be just Chris Pratt as Mario. Chris Pratt is the one thing that bums me out about the movie. I, I'm going to be honest. I do not. I don't enjoy Chris Pratt that much as an actor. Like, I've never really been a fan. That said, the rest, the rest of the casting choices do excite me. Like, the only thing that's taken away excitement from me for this movie is Chris Pratt. Because I, I think everything else is inspired in a way that I could just never, I could never put that cast together. Like, that seems like they, they have a specific vision they're going for. And I don't know if it's, it's the thing of, like, oh, we're being sucked into the animated world and we're actually real people that are playing as these characters or whatever the concept is going to be. Yeah. I could see it being some weird thing that is akin to, like, no, we're, this is parody. This is us making fun of it. This is a total comedy. If this is... No, we are the Mario characters in the Mario world. I, I, I cannot wait to watch whatever this thing is going to be because I'm not saying it's going to be good, but at the very least, it's going to be a very entertaining watch. We're into the third story, so I'm just going to toss the whole cast out here. All right, Mario movie, of course, was announced to come out in America uh, December 21st, 2022. Chris Pratt is Mario. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy as Peach. She's the one from the chess show. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Huh? Queen's Gambit. That's one, one thing. of the best shows of last uh, year. Yeah, it was a great show. Loved it. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Uh, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco as Spike. Surprise cameos from Char- Charles uh, Martinet, of course, the voice of Mario. We know. Wahoo! And that, that makes me think that it is going to be we are people from the real world sucked into a video game playing Mario characters because like Charles Martinet has to be playing the real Mario. Right. Like it has to be Chris Pratt is playing some human that is now playing now has to embody Mario, whereas he meets the real Mario and it is Charles Martinet going Mamma Mia or whatever. What a says. weird ass like fucking concept of a movie you're pitching right now. You know what, what I mean? Like they're be? Be real people. I think they're going to be like, uh, it's just, you know, Mario and Luigi working in Mushroom Kingdom. It's, but it's, it's not going to be it's, like straight up. It's going to be more like the Mario show. You know, they were found a zone while working on the drain. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be like they're gonna they're gonna be plumbers, they're gonna be brothers, and some fucking shit's gonna happen. And the only reason they even mention Charles in this fucking rundown is to try to silence the internet. To but try what, to but, silence the outcries what, from the What internet. is he gonna play? Is he gonna play like a fucking He's gonna play like the bus driver and it'll be like, Wahoo, enjoy your stop. Wah, 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 wah. And then it'll be like <laughs> you want some flowers for the princess? <laughs> ah, wah, wah, wah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then everybody's like, Oh, I saw it go by in the chat either. They're putting him in there, they shouldn't let him be the thing. Dude, uh, Charles seems like a very nice guy from everybody I know who's met him and talked to him or whatever. He does a great Mario voice for video games. That man can't carry a two-hour movie of Mario. All right? And like, that, that, that is going to cap what you can do. When you can get the emotional range of one Chris Pratt, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Especially when he's doing think, well, a Mario voice. As, again, and I'm, not, this, I'm not bagging on Nano, wherever this quote comes from. That he's, the Mario voice, I guarantee you, is like, they're like, all right, go up like to how you were at Lego. And he's like, oh, like this. And like, now bring it down a little bit. Oh, like this all right that's it that's the mario voice you nailed it you're gonna fucking hear this is gonna sound just like chris pratt this is where i come back this is where i come back to with my theory before they announced this voice cast i was just under the assumption that this is gonna be like a silent film (laughs) like i didn't i didn't didn't think about the fact that mario was gonna be like voiced throughout the voice of this or throughout the course of this thing and all the other characters were gonna be actual characters beyond the two lines that they say in their games right it's like if you're if you're gonna cast mario as like a cast I don't, I can't, I, I just can't imagine Mario speaking for an hour straight, right, in a movie. Like, having having an arc, having characteristics beyond being a plumber that collects stars and saves a princess. I can't imagine Mario with motives, you know? Like, that, 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 that just doesn't make sense to me. And so I think it, it has to be something else. There has to be, like, a twist. I know, and that's what I'm saying. And what nanobiologist now in all caps? I was just letting you know. I, I'm telling you, I wasn't bagging on you. I was bagging on the thing from it. Now, so many chat says blessing is describing Jumanji too. I am. I think I, it has to be that. It's it not going to be, be that. that. It's going to be a Mario Brothers movie where they are straight up Mario and Luigi, but it's not going to be like we're. It's not going to be what we think it's going to be. It's going to be something akin to a Lego Batman where they are making a bunch of jokes about yeah. the world they're existing in and all these different things. And like it's going to be bad, right? Like, there's no way this is going to be good. I mean, well, I, Detective Pikachu was good. Sonic was good. All right. I oh, hope it's God. good. Sonic what, wasn't Kevin? Good. Sonic wasn't good. But Sonic Detective- the Hedgehog what? wasn't Sonic good. The Hedgehog. I'm like, I know I'm saying it to the wrong people and you guys are all going to get upset. But like, it was, it was good. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't like a phenomenal movie. Like it no, wasn't I remember like a, much about it, but I enjoyed. It wasn't it. a ten out of ten. It was yeah. a good movie though. It's like a good family film. Also, somebody in the chat, D. Fuller, says that those weren't animated movies, and like that's that's also a big difference. Like I feel like that's fair. This I mean, this you can have you can have five five minutes of live action, and then the rest of the movie be animated. Uh, also, I I would like to state just so that we're clear for everyone in the chat, I think Detective Pikachu was good, not great, good. I think it had really it's like good Sonic the Hedgehog, moments. yeah. No, no, no. Sonic a Hedgehog is not like a, a movie good, for anyone or like, that's like, Detective that's Pikachu a, above Sonic, but not by Sonic, like an astronomical. Sonic the no. Hedgehog is for sure like a kids movie, and like that's on Just another like, Detective like Pikachu. no Detective Pikachu is better than a kids movie. Get out of here. No. Yeah. Though those are not I would much. say Sonic not at much. the very it, least. I think Sonic had better writing and was no, actually funnier crazy. than Detective Pikachu. Oh, Detective man. Pikachu was you great had visually. Awful takes. I've said that for years. Yeah. I've Detective Pikachu was great was great visually. And like and I'm, visually. I've never I've never claimed to have good movie takes. But I, and I've always, I've just so we're clear, I've claimed many mm. times you have terrible movie takes. I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Then. I don't think you're wrong. This conversation, <laughs> but can those, end. both those movies are solid. Good is what I said. Speaking of ending, let's get started. We're going to talk about The Last of Us getting some new content this weekend. Uh, Nintendo's entire direct from yesterday, and of course, Kevin's favorite film franchise coming to Fortnite. We'll Fuck cover you. all of that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, everything under the video game sun to be included in the daily news roundup we do. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can get the show ad-free, you can get it with the exclusive post-show we do, and you can get those bevy of benefits for things like the Kind of Funny Games cast, the PS I Love You XOXO, and the Kind of Funny X cast recording later this afternoon. Of course, if you don't want to toss any bucks our way because you can't, it's no big deal, don't worry about it. You can get the show for free on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and of course, on podcast services around the globe. Of course, you have to listen to ads, you want to get the post show, et cetera, et cetera, but no big deal. And this week, we've announced a brand new way to support us for free. It's linking your Epic Games count creator code to us. When you're on Epic Games Store, when you're on Fortnite, when you're on Rocket League, it'll ask you to support a creator. You can put in kind of funny, all one word, and then when you purchase stuff, we get some of that because Epic says, oh, hey, they're kind of funny best friends, and that means a lot to us. Housekeeping for you. Remember, it's almost over, but it is still September on Twitch. Viewers across the platform throughout the month can take advantage of 20% off subscriptions for first-time subscribers and gifted subs. Your support means the world to us here at Kind of Funny, and right now you can take advantage of this deal and receive benefits like ad-free viewing, sub emotes, and more, and you could use those on the stream we're doing right after this. We have an exclusive preview of Hot Wheels Unleashed. We are streaming some of that and eating Portillo's hot dogs after this on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can see it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays if you miss it pow uh thank you to our patreon producers uh the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan blackjack today we're brought to you by draft kings away and amazon music we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report Time for some news. Bigger's dozen. Number one on the Roper Report blessing. New Last of Us content is getting shown this weekend. We're going to Tom Ivan over at VGC who writes. And by the way, I'm going to read the entire report because it's so good. So go to Video Game Chronicle. Uh, click over there and click and give them a view. Naughty Dog has confirmed plans to reveal all new Last of Us content this weekend. Whatever form it takes, the new content will be unveiled on September 26th as part of Last of Us Day, an annual event celebrating the PlayStation series and its community. Ahead of the main event, Naughty Dog used a PlayStation blog post to reveal a new range of Last of Us merch, including clothing, homeware, and guitar accessories. Quote, in addition to the merch below, we will be revealing some all-new content on September 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific, wrote Joshua uh, Bradley, Naughty Dog's designer of communications. Be sure to come back and check it out on thelastofus.com slash Day. All one word, of course. Fans will be hoping to see this weekend's reveal bring a first look at The Last of Us 2's delayed factions multiplayer mode, which may have been expanded into a full standalone title. A story outline has already been written uh, for a potential Last of Us Part 3, but is not currently being developed, according to Naughty Dog's co-president and creative director, Neil Druckmann. However, Naughty Dog is reportedly working on a PS5 remake of the original Last of Us. 
Another possible reveal could be a first look at HBO's upcoming Last of a Series. The adaptation, which is the first TV show from PlayStation Productions, is currently shooting in Alberta, Canada. Uh, of course, that's Calgary, Alberta, Canada. If you're a Lance Storm fan, you'll get that reference, ECW, ECW. Uh, for years prior to last year's event, uh, The Last of Us Day was called Outbreak Day, but Naughty Dog renamed it in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Blessing Adioye Jr. Greg Miller. There are dozens of people on the internet like you that love mm-hmm. Last of Us factions. Yes. Are you holding your breath that Sunday's no. announcement will in no. fact be something? <laughs> no, not at all. Like I, 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 I hope they have something there that is awesome and cool that and that's exciting. I think Lasses Factions would be too big of a, like a trailer to drop at Outbreak or not Outbreak Day, Last was Day over over a weekend, and I think that they're not hyping up too much. Like they're not out here being like everybody tune in to the Last of Us stream, right? Like this doesn't feel like they're prompting up something in the way that they would prompt up a state of play or in the way that they would prompt up a PlayStation showcase. And not that like showing off last of those factions would be something you would prompt up like a PlayStation showcase. But I do think you would, if, if you're going to announce that game as a PlayStation studios, first party game, I think you would want more ramp up to it as opposed to just like dropping it on a random, not a random weekend day, but even on a weekend day period, I don't think that's the way you would announce that. That's my, uh, you are 100% correct, Blessing, as you often are, except when you try to be King of Halloween. Uh, it is, in fact, the idea that you say they're, you know, they're high, you, you started to say they were hyping it up too much, right? And you dialed it back because honestly, they're doing a great job, I think, of not hyping this up, right? Like, it's very clear if you're on the PlayStation blog, if you went there for yesterday's post, right? The title is The Last of Us Day is Upon Us, Celebrate with New Wearables and More at the PlayStation Gear Store. Like, this is an ad for the gear store that they're doing. Yeah. However, in there, Joshua does say, in addition to the merch below, we will be revealing some all new content on September 26th. That is so broad into what it would mean. Like, as I go through everything uh, that Tom wrote on VGC, right? Factions, not a chance. Faction, maybe you'll get an update of like, we're still working on a multiplayer thing. You know, we hope to talk about it soon. If you're going to hear about factions this year, I would imagine it's going to be game game awards. Like you would do something at game awards yeah. there. Uh, you know, and, or, and then if not there, you figure a PlayStation showcase maybe there'll be another showcase this year uh, but I, even that's like not it's not doubtful but maybe you think there might be another playstation showcase this year like the one we just got see my thing is i, th- I here's what i'll say mm-hmm. do i guarantee it i think i think that there will be another playstation showcase this year i do really? not think it, i don't think it will be like as you just said like the one we just had no i think it'll okay. be the state of play it'll be the disembodied voice hey everybody okay. here's some cool stuff coming up in in end of december and or december oh, and going yeah. into january february that's what i mean i don't mean to showcase that show. okay yeah cool. for sure i can i can very easily see we'll shake hands on this i can we'll very easily on the same page. okay good. that's good, state good, of play that's i like, did use the wrong terminology i'm sorry I early next year looks like or here's what the rest of this year i think that but even I that think, like, that's almost guaranteed and I think that'll be okay. third party, and I think it'll be smaller stuff. Like, I don't think you go you, – first party's covered. We don't need to worry about it, so you wouldn't do this. I think Game Awards is where you hear about factions, period, in terms of an actual look at it, any actual details on the stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, then, I think you find a Game Awards or an Opening Night Live or – and like what's the one that he – that um Summer Games Fest kickoff that yeah. he did in, in summer, right? I think that would be a good venue for something that feels like a medium-sized PlayStation Studios announcement, right? Like, that's not, you know, the next – uncharted or the next i don't know i was gonna say kill zone that's a weird example the next horizon zero dawn right like that's something that i think you would say for a showcase but back to this right like regarding what could be here content you mentioned is a very broad term yeah. and for where they're at with the last swiss uh, tv show on hbo that that seems like it's still in the place of shooting and so i wouldn't expect there to be a finished trailer for that but I could see in the way that we got the Borderlands behind the scenes thing at oh Gearbox God. Showcase oh back in E3. Oh, God, no, please. Maybe there is like a behind the scenes. Hey, everybody, it's Neil Druckmann. I'm walking around. I can't show you this. I can't show you that. There's Pedro <laughs> Pascal. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> see, I think here's what I would think. So let's go. Yeah, again, to go through it. Factions, no. Totally set your expectations that way. Mm-hmm. A story outline for Last of Us Part 3 has been talked about. Yeah, you are not getting anything about yeah. Last of Us Part 3. PS5 Remake. I don't. I don't think you would do it. I don't. I, I think obviously the PlayStation Five remake of The Last of Us is going to be so huge. But PlayStation yeah. Five remake of Last of Us and 
HBO Last of a Show, I feel, fall into the same category where if they were going to, in addition, you know, the merch were going to reveal some all new content, I think it could you could get away with more of like the teaser images right like think about like when you know last of us uh part two got uh teased and it was just the stop sign with the firefly logo on it right like mm-hmm. it was destroyed destroyed that i could see getting that and having it be like your it's the first official set photos of you know the last of us hbo show and they show that i kind of could i kind of could see maybe doing now last of us ps5 is too big of a deal i wouldn't do that either here yeah. i, I would I, I the only reason i could see him doing it is because we basically already know it exists right like, like no well in front of it, give the fans something yeah, yeah like, getting getting you do, you make this day something you can make the last of us day an actual big deal like uh, you know outbreak day when it was outbreak day it was always exciting because it was new content and like you know some uh, anniversaries and merch or posters and then like i think they did a uh, uh factions like uh, outfits and stuff like that mm-hmm. like if you were to you wanted to make this day big especially going forward where i've talked about i think next year is the year of last of us like that'd be a cool thing to do get in front yeah. of that try to make it like and seven day when and seven day was a big deal that's the reason I don't expect greatness is because historically mm-hmm. Outbreak Day hasn't been a day where you're announcing a big new title or a big new game or a big new mode, right? It has been more, here's gear, here's a poster, here's um, some extra content for multiplayer, things like that. And so for I'm the hardest think, of hardcore fans, right? Exactly, for the hardest of hardcore fans. So I'm trying to think on that level in terms of what they could show off. And I do think behind the scenes set photos or inter- like talking to Pedro Pascal or, or uh, the, the actress that's playing Ellie – that counts as content right and i think totally. that would be something that i'll tune in for that like i'm i think that sounds cool i want to know, know more about the show and so i think i i think that could be a decent one to have in there the last was ps5 remake i'm still convinced that that is probably going to be in some way shape or form in, bundled or included with director's cut a last of us two director's cut yeah and so like if i think to announce all those here would be no way a bit much yeah reg- like given what this is and so like I, again, I don't expect anything that's too outrageous, but I do ex- I do expect something at, at the very least for me and you. It was people who really liked The Last of Us for us to tune in and go, oh, that's cool. And then for us to move on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I hope we're blown away. I hope it's going to be insane. I hope it's going to be crazy. But we will have to wait until this weekend again, uh, Sunday, September 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific. That is 6 p.m. CET if you are in the CET time zone, which, of course, stands for what blessing? Oh, man, Central Eastern Time. Who could forget me, Greg? <laughs> My favorite you, time zone. Is that kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong? Is that, and, and I don't know I could Google it, but I like talking to you. God, can I talk to you people once in a while? Is it Central European Time? Is that what that would count for? Maybe. I don't know. I swear, if it's Central Time, I'm going to be so sad because I lived in Central Time most of my life. But that was just... CT. No, no, it's not Central Time. No. Okay. <laughs> it's not, it's okay. not American Central Time. Gotcha. 9 a.m. Pacific, sure. 6 p.m. Central Time. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, shoot. You know what? I missed that part. But yeah, I've, I mean, I've lived in the West Coast for so long now that like anything regarding the Midwest, I've already... I nailed it. Central mind. European Time, people are saying. Oh, nice. Yeah, nailed it. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm fucking cool. Number two on the Roper Report. Here's some news that you want to go, what the fuck is going on? Uh, yesterday it was announced that the initiative is partnering with Crystal Dynamics now to work on Perfect Dark. We'll start with the initiative. The initiative's tweets. Uh, Perfect Dark update. We are partnering with Crystal Dynamics, the world-class team behind character-driven games such as Tomb Raider to bring this first-person spy thriller to a new generation. The teams couldn't pass up the chance to work together. We're still early in development, but incredibly excited to use this unique opportunity to deliver on the vision of her for perfect dark this was followed up from crystal who tweeted we couldn't be more excited to join forces with the initiative to bring perfect dark to a new generation of gamers we thrive on reimagining epic heroes and can't wait to realize this first person spy thriller together then they throw greg a bone which i thank you very much for crystal dynamics their follow-up tweet we're thrilled to add perfect dark to our development efforts alongside marvel's avengers and tomb raider now, of course, I make the joke because I'm a big Marvel's Avengers fan, right? And I want them to keep working on that game. Yay! Then Tomb Raider. Yeah. That was the thing I noticed. I was like, oh, shoot, they're still they're making another one. Making like. another Tomb Raider. Okay, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? A couple different interesting confirmations in here, right? Of course, first off, the initiative to, I believe, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if I missed something from an E3 presentation. I don't remember them ever saying that this was first person before. But here they throw out first person spy okay, through. yeah. I had, I, I had the same thought, and I thought I might have been wrong, too, because that was very casually put, thrown out there. And I was like, oh, shit. I've, I'm pretty sure when they first announced it, we had the conversation here of, like, 
what do you think is going to be? Do you think they continue on with it being first person? Do you think they're going to go for the third person action game thing to chase like what the PlayStation brand of what their, their PlayStation Studio stuff is? Uh, the fact that this first person isn't that big of a surprise because, of course, it's Perfect Dark. But I also think it's going to be pleasing for a lot of people who loved the original Perfect Dark game. Totally. But I'm, I thought my 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 thought was, yeah, they would shake it up and they would go third person and they would have something, you know, their third person exclusive spy espionage game to try to combat what PlayStation does so well, which I think is third person action adventure that looks like a movie that you have this thing. It's not that you can't do something amazing at first person by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just this thought of like, oh, OK, like I thought maybe that would be one of the big shakeups because, yes, if you think if you know Perfect Dark like I do because I was playing in high school, sure, first person. But like how many people are so hung up on? perfect dark and this is what it needs to be you know yeah who knows uh anyways though sorry so uh, the confirmation of nobody's correcting me you're wrong so i guess i was right on that one first person and then that crystal is working on a new tomb raider or a tomb raider but you assume the new tomb raider uh before we get any further though uh george yang at GameSpot pointed this out coincidentally daryl gallagher uh kevin is daryl gallagher related to your wife paula gallagher it's a hard no on that one hard thank no. you very much I appreciate that you paused to ask her because that means a lot to me. Uh, coincidentally, Daryl Gallagher, uh, the he- the studio head over at the Initiative, previously was at Crystal Dynamics. He was the studio head working on the Tomb Raider series. While at Square Enix, he also worked on games such as Rise of the Tomb Raider, 20-Year Celebration, and Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Phil Spencer officially revealed the Initiative back in 2018, built as a AAA studio to make world-class games. Members of the studio included God of War lead producer uh, Brian Westergaard, Crystal Dynamics veteran uh, Dan Newberger and Microsoft veteran Blake Fisher, former Crystal Dynamics recruiter Lindsay McQueenie, and uh, Red Dead Redemption Two writer and designer Chris- Christian Cantamesa are all part are 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 part of the studio as well. That was, so you did Crystal a amazing DNA job with the names, by the way. Just then, there were a lot of names in there, and you killed them. Thank you very much. You know, it's rare it's that I can say names appropriately and i don't do the thing mm. where i get to the and then panic and fuck it all up but these ones some of these people i know because i've been around long enough okay. and worked with them other people i was like I, I got this and i got it ladies and gentlemen it's a there's a fine line i walk as a host because i'll pull back the curtain ladies and gentlemen if you didn't know i'm a fucking idiot like big time idiot i was trained to write and i was i was a i would say a good writer maybe you argue not I was trained to write, and that was fantastic. So then when it was like, all right, cool, now you have to read into a microphone, it's rough. And so there's a fine line, even to this day I walk with kind of funny, where too much coffee, I'm fucking way ahead of myself, and I fuck everything up. Too little coffee, right? I'm just lethargic, and I can't, I'm tripping over my words. This has been the conversation we've been having in my games daily for like the last two weeks, because this is the coffee I got from Starbucks. Notice how it's still almost fully filled, because I've been trying to figure out like what is – the perfect amount i've been chucking water too while drinking my coffee to figure to to figure this all out but i've been trying to like drink a little coffee at a time to figure out what the sweet i'm gonna give another sip i'm trying to figure out what the sweet spot is but i'm totally with you i'm feeling great right now but here's the problem i this is what i hate to admit right is that you know like we already bitched moan i know you everybody listening right now actually has a real job they're using a forklift they're lifting a giant 300 pound fucking barrel right they come home they're sweaty and exhausted i mean blessing started this show like oh man i had to talk for six hours about the things i love woe is me it takes a lot out of you and last night i went to bed about 9 45 (laughs) and i slept until this morning then i went out and i had one of these americanos not even a coffee you know what i mean kevin mm-hmm. Amer- you're 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 smarter than me americano is just a what a shot of espresso in hot water uh, is that right uh, yeah you nailed it delicious and i tell you what i'm feeling good right now you know what i mean like that's the thing but i here's the thing is i can't go to bed that early every night obviously i gotta play video games last night was when i had I, to just give it up i was just like i'm too also, tired to don't don't like you like we work real hard every day you know what i mean if oh, people I have real jobs that's we have real jobs you know what i mean we got yeah, it's it. a little bit of self-deprecation, you know what I mean? Because I think no, if you no, don't I know. But do like, what we do. But like, honestly, one of my favorite things to see when we hire a new employee is that moment where they realize like, oh shit, this is a lot more work than I thought it would be. Like, oh yeah. I, I've, like, seen that's seen okay. I've seen it everywhere. That, yeah. That's my pet peeve. Whenever I get like a response on Twitter or whatever, whenever like I say any sort of like complaint or anything, right? People are always like, you talk about video games for a living. You play video games for a living. And I'm like, I had a job before this one. I had an office job that I worked eight hours a day at. And I'll say that this job is easily way more challenging than the job I, I had before. Right. And like in a, in, in a way that like I enjoy, obviously, and I love this job because I get to talk about video games and do the thing I'm passionate about. But also like it is a it is a job like I've I, again, I've like worked for how old am I? I'm 27. Right. I've worked for like the last six to seven years. Right. Since I've been out of college. And this job that I've had is 
like a lot of work <laughs> compared to like a lot of the other jobs I've had, which have been in different industries. I appreciate you. So, yeah. I also have an office job. It's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so anyways, let's get back to the news here about initiative and crystal dynamics though. That's what people really want to know. Uh, bless. What was your read on this when it got announced? I was very confused. I was very confused for multiple reasons, right? Like the fact that, this first party Microsoft Studio is partnering with Crystal Dynamics, a Square Enix owned studio, uh, for support. I think it's an in interesting one by itself. Uh, you know, it, the initiative is the studio that Microsoft has kind of propped up as being, hey, we're opening this new studio. They described it as quadruple A, which I still don't know what that means. But, you know, I think what that means is that it's meant to be big, right? Like this is supposed to be their uh, new premiere studio that they want to make premiere games. And I think that's partly where we compare, like, th I think that's probably where we get the idea of, are they going to make a third-person action game to to compete with something like The Last of Us or compete with something sure. like the best of the best of the Sony products? I think part of that comes with the fact that the initiative has been propped up by Microsoft to be their next Naughty Dog, their next Santa Monica studio, right? Like that kind of thing. Uh, so for the fact that like they're that quote-unquote quadruple-A studio and they've made this announcement to be, to be like, Hey, we're getting support from this other studio that is the studio that was making that um, that works on Marvel's Avengers and historically has done Tomb Raider and stuff. It, it it feels messy in quite a few ways, but I think it does start to make sense when you look at, okay, no, yeah, you have um, uh, Daryl Gallagher, the studio head that used to be at Crystal Dynamics. And so it's probably the thing of, hey, this is our first title uh, as the initiative that we're working on, and we want to run, we want a running start, right? We want to be able to make this game in maybe under five years, because of course, making a large AAA, quadruple A video game is a lot of work. I think being able to reach back and go, hey, we have people at Crystal Dynamics and I know the workflow there and I know people mm -hmm. over there and we can partner and like they, they've they been doing AAA development for years and years and years. So they have some sort of framework and structure that might help us, um, uh, might, might help us cement what our framework and structure is going for to sure. be. I think that is probably, I, th I think that is the big thing, right? I think they're, I think it is just them looking to people that they know to help get started on this thing that is going to be a big undertaking. I think that's one and then two, Actually, a few things to go over to Crystal Dynamics and talk about that for a second. I do think that is an interesting conversation as well, because, you know, they're working on Marvel's Avengers. They seem to be working on a Tomb Raider, and now they're doing this. How how spread thin is Crystal Dynamics going to be between these three projects, right? Like, does this bode well for Avengers? And maybe that's the thing that, that you can speak to, Fucking right? Like, Get that out of your goddamn mouth right now. Well, I mean, like, am I wrong? Is this not scary? The fact that, okay, cool. Like, you guys now... Are you guys are now split in terms of what your priorities priorities are? And of course, you know I have no idea what the studio culture is there. Maybe they do have multiple teams and way more bandwidth than we even expect from from them. But between those three things, that seems like a big undertaking for that studio. But going back to to Crystal Dynam Dynamic or not Crystal Dynamics to the initiative, my last thing is, man, this perfect dark game is far away. <laughs> The fact that like they're still talking about it being early in development, they're they're making these partnerships, all that stuff, like that makes me feel like this game is at least three, four years away. Yeah, at least. Chris. Yeah, I definitely think initiative. God damn it, I, I swung and missed twice on that one. I definitely think the video game Perfect Dark is quite a ways out if they're doing this. Uh, to your point, uh, I did a quick Google because I I remembered it but didn't. Uh, Jeffy Grub Grub reports back in May 2021, Crystal Dynamics opens a new studio in Austin to support future development. So you're talking about yep. what the bandwidth is and how big the team is. I definitely think they have the you know. They have a AAA studio already here in California, let alone to have one going in Austin to have it all spun up. What does that mean? And then what is their actual work here? What is the actual partnership they're doing uh, with the initiative to have this go and make it? Because then you have – because I don't feel it would be a huge team at Crystal that's working on this, but I also don't know 100% what they would be doing. And obviously, as we talk about this, it's all you know, just glad handing and pats in the back to let you know, but what is actually going on? To your point of like, do I worry about Avengers every night and day? I'm always worried about Avengers, right? Uh, yeah. They just put out that Iron Man skin though from Iron Man One, pretty dope. Uh, I have to go buy it. Still, I haven't turned on my PlayStation yet for it. Um, but you know, like you figure, we got through War for Wakanda and then got that announcement that they're still working on. They're working on stuff for next year, which is great. And like you know, uh, uh, Paul Tassi did that Forbes article, which is like, you know, Avengers is doing better than you think it is based on NPD numbers and stuff like that, which is great. I think that's what Avengers will always be. I think, you know, I imagine they have a small team working on it. And until Square slash Marvel pulls the plug on it, I think you have these these drops that are like War for Wakanda, which if you didn't play, and I, you know, I understand uh, if you didn't play War for Wakanda, right? Like it wasn't 
30 hours of a campaign. It was like the Kate and Clint stuff, but they made a big deal about it. They put in extra war zones and stuff like that. Like there was a few more bells and whistles to it, but it still wasn't like this huge undertaking. And I'd be happy with that. I just want to be, I just want to come back to Avengers and do cool shit with my friends. Right. And so the next thing on the horizon is Spider-Man and the gear revamp and the raid and shit like that. And I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. Uh, however though, well, let's get in nanobiologists. Of course, usually you hear from nano when you are wrong today. He wrote in on patreon.com slash kind of funny games with a question about the news, just like you can. And nano says, could this also be a late stage symptom of the pandemic where many support studios, including those within Xbox's catalog, are already taken and are not coming off projects as quickly because of game delays? Is this just friends helping friends with Daryl Gallagher, just asking for some help here and there from other studios he knows from the other studio he knows best? You kind of that final part you touched on ahead of, uh, before this, right? But the pandemic's an interesting wrinkle to it. Of looking at this game, if you're in the initiative, if you're Daryl Gallagher, being like, all right, we are far behind. This is what we need done. And I know people over there that could do this and help us out. Yeah. And I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the for one of the first questions that pops to mind when you see this announcement is why why Crystal Dynamics and not another Microsoft studio? And, you know, I I, I think it really is the thing of hey, I'm Daryl Gallagher, and I have a team here that I, I and I know how they work. I know what their bandwidth is. I know, uh, uh, like, their work processes. I know people and, and, like, what they can do, right? And it's probably an easier thing to go to that studio as opposed to look at another Microsoft studio and, like, studios that might not have the bandwidth, right? Studios that might not be free. Microsoft just bought Bethesda uh, last year, right? And they have all those studios, but that even bringing those studios into the Microsoft portfolio is a process, right? And I'm sure that is still probably to some extent an ongoing process in the way that when we talk about PlayStation, uh, me and you, Greg, and Jana on PS Love You, right? One of the things we talk about is how they there is communication between studios in terms of the te- technologies. When Kojima was, working for, was looking for the engine for Death Stranding, you know, he did that studio tour and uh, hung out at Gorilla and like he, they were able to get the Desma engine to like be the thing that was going to work for Death Stranding. And that happens constantly. And that's the thing that we've reported on and, and have read articles on. And like, you know, that's a common thing for Microsoft Studios. Those stu- th- there is I, there are a lot of studios under Microsoft Studios, first and foremost. There is basically another publisher that's under Microsoft Studios that is Bethesda. And I'm sure to some extent they would like to have that be the case for them eventually where they do have that similar similar level of, hey, we're able to talk to each other and we're able to feed off of each other and we're able to have workflows that are able to work with other workflows and able to, you know, as Double Fine, we're able to take inspiration from uh, id software, right? And like have that kind of collaborative process. But I think for what Microsoft Studios is right now, I don't think they're there yet. And I do think for the initiative, given that it probably does make sense for them to go to Crystal Crystal Dynamics uh, over in Arcane or other studios that just might, you know, might not be in that place yet framework wise for what Microsoft Studios is. Exactly. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think I do. The pandemic angle is an interesting one, right? Of like, yeah, where it is. And then a fledgling studio, you know, brand new studio like the initiative. Sure, you have a bunch of people who are experts at the craft there, but that's so hard to spin up a studio. And so, yeah, it makes sense for support work to reach out and get somebody that, you know, super well, Crystal, and if it benefits everybody, why not? And you're, you know, it's an app comparison you're making bless, right? Of uh, Kojima reaching out and talking with Gorilla. Now, granted, of course, PlayStation was publishing Death Stranding, uh, Gorilla, first party studio there that's what makes this weird right of like this time it's like the inverse where it's an xbox studio reaching out to crystal that is you know third party is square or whatever but of course video game uh, makers are all friends and i'm sure crystal looks at it as a chance of let's make ourselves as valuable as possible to square enix you know what i mean there's always that thing of like square enix is a big company with a lot of different studios and avengers did miss avengers did not hit that mark so you need to add value to your studio to make sure you, uh, somebody on a spreadsheet doesn't go well why are we supporting crystal so much if they're not doing it if they're not breaking mo- making money my question is and mm-hmm. this is now me just like reading the tea leaves and figuring out what this means for ripple effects of other things Ados montreal are about to put out guardians of the galaxy sure Ados's previous game was tomb raider if i remember correctly and before that right. they were working on uh, deus ex sure if if crystal dynamics is working on the next tomb raider game what is Ados montreal making after guardians of the galaxy I mean, and does this open up my dream for Deus Ex to come back? That's my biggest question because I really I, want Deus Ex. Blessing, I will let you know. Mm-hmm. Deus Ex will come back one day. I, it is God, not going to be the next thing. It is not going to be the next thing for my Dallas Montreal. Uh, if, I, if I'm a betting man, 
Idos Montreal is working on the next Guardians of the Galaxy game. Because I think there's a whole bunch at work there where, again, uh, you know, I don't remember when, when Guardians got revealed and it was like, oh, there like that is a rumor I had heard for fucking years for years. I had heard people uh, in behind uh, over drinks behind closed doors in the talking about another comic book game. People talking about this game that was up there. And so great. It's here. And that's fantastic. That means they worked on it forever, which means mm-hmm. I, if I'm Square Enix and I'm Marvel Games, I'm like, cool. It looks great. Take the engine. Take everything you've learned and start in the next one. So we actually make more money off of this than being in the trouble. That's how I think it would go. But do you think it's wrong that way? If this guardians game doesn't hit. I, yeah, right. Cause you'd be able to iterate on everything you learn. That's always the trouble, Mm -hmm. right? Is by the end of a video game production, people have learned so much about that production that they can, they're always like, I wish we would have done X, Y, and Z at the start. So, and and it seems like, you know, based on the previews we just saw this week, right. Myself included, like it's fun. It's a it's a fun game. It's definitely good from what we've played. But you know, seeing Simon Cardi and a whole bunch of other people be stoked about it too. It's like there's something there. So even if that game comes out and that game is an enjoyable eight, across the board, yeah, it was seven point five, an enjoyable eight somewhere mm-hmm. in there. I think that's enough to be like, I think that we'll that, is, that sounds like enough that you get reviews that are like, Guardians of the Galaxy is fun for the ten to twelve hours that it lasts. But you know, I'm really more excited to see what they do from here on out with what they've learned, kind of thing. You know, the way we talked a lot about uh, Kana. Right, where it's like Kana yeah. did a lot, right, and a lot we didn't like that much. And so Kana too, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I think you're right, but God, I want another DSX. I want I want one so bad, and I have little faith in that I'm going to get one anytime soon. And have it, you heard about this game, out. Cyberpunk 2077? I did, and honestly, it did. That game did give you my DSX fix, but you know, I'm I miss I miss my boy. I mean, I miss my guy Adam from Jensen. DSX, Adam Jensen, yeah. Human Revolution, and Mankind yeah. Divided. I want I want that DSX back, man. Okay, one give day. For now, what I'll give you is patreon.com slash games. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash games and be part of the show with your questions, your comments, your concerns. You can get the show without any ads. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do. You can get all these benefits applied to the other kind of funny programming, including for most of the podcast live watching as we record them. But right now, I'm more worried about those ads. You're not on patreon.com slash games. So let's hear from our sponsors. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Away. Whether you're running to the grocery store, planning a weekend away, or taking an extended stay with friends or family, we're all still in the bizarre current reality of travel. Luckily, Away makes trips all kinds of easy peasy with their actual life-changing range of suitcases, bags, and accessories. I love Away. Uh, You know, us are kind of funny. We travel a whole bunch, or at least we used to, and I never would travel without my Away luggage. I love it. It is so smooth to just roll that thing. It's beautiful, very nice to look at. You know me. I care about aesthetics, and so does Away. An Away bag is one of those things that once you get your hands on it, it makes you wonder how the heck you lived without it. It is easily the best luggage I've ever had. Away offers a 100-day trial and free shipping and returns on everything so you can't lose you can start your 100 day trial and shop the entire away lineup of travel essentials including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com slash kfgd that's awaytravel.com slash kfgd a-w-a-y-t-r-a-v-e-l.com slash kfgd D. Next up, shout out to Amazon Music. Amazon Music has over 10 million free podcast episodes to listen to, including this one. But Amazon Music isn't just for listening to podcasts. That'd be ridiculous considering it's Amazon Music. Uh, They've also got thousands of music stations and top playlists to stream for free. And no matter what you're listening to, you can even go hands-free with Alexa. You just download the app and enjoy listening free wherever, anywhere on your favorite devices. There's no credit card or subscription required. Um, I've been listening to Bo Burnham's Inside for the, I don't know, millionth time this year. And Amazon Music makes that fun, makes that easy. And man, what what an experience that is. I recommend it to everybody. Uh, If you've never tried Amazon Music, what are you waiting for? You're going to love it as much as we all do. Uh, Start listening for free today. Head over to Amazon.com slash KFGD. That's Amazon.com slash KFGD to stream thousands of music stations and over 10 million podcast episodes for free, including this show. Amazon.com slash KFGD.
And finally, shout out to DraftKings. It's been one heck of a kickoff for the NFL season, Andy keeps telling me, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now. All you have to do is pick up your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash when you want. You can download the DraftKings app now and use code KFGD. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KFGD. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter the code KFGD to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code KFGD only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. There's a minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings kings.com for details but remember code kfgd at DraftKings. hello and welcome back number three on the roper report blessing we talked about it at the top of the show but there's even more to talk about from the nintendo direct wrap-up if you miss it if you miss it ladies and gentlemen i need another i need another i need another americano hey chuck that's what i need right now i need it I'm, I'm i'm dripping below the coffee you know what i mean i'm talking i'm dripping below the coffee line i need to come back up i'll take a chug for you thank you very much that i'll i'll feed off of it there was a 40-ish minute uh, Nintendo Direct yesterday. We're going to run you through all of it, bullet point by bullet point. Uh, blessing, I'm going to go through it all. Then we can double back to talk about anything we want to, right? Uh, they announced Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, a quote-unquote massive expansion coming summer 2022. Uh, they showed some new boards for Mario Party Superstars, which, of course, is coming out October 29th. And I need to review very well the beat Blessing in the game's cast uh, fantasy critically. Uh, Voice of the Cards, Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars is coming out October 28th. Disc Elysium of the Final Cut was shown coming out October 12th. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity's expansion pass was detailed a bit, showing it'll be dropping October 29th. A Chocobo GP, a Chocobo or a Final Fantasy kart racer thing is coming uh, 2022, and it looked awful. Just terrible, right? Right, Bless? I kind of want to play it, though, you know? But it like, looked, did it look bad? You're allowed looked, to say you want to play it. No, it, it, it looked bad, but like bad in a way that I'm like, I kind of want to check that out because it looks like it could be like a fun kind of bad. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Smash Bros. Avengers. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna. What do you, what do you want me to do? come fight you? Is it tell you that's a ten out of ten game? You know it's not a ten out of ten game. Uh, they showed Smash Brothers. And we got excited for two seconds. Then they were like, "Nope, you're gonna get your final." Mr. Sakurai presents uh, October fifth, seven a.m. That'll be the reveal of the final Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate character, uh, Kirby: The Forgotten Land, which looks like Kirby: The Last of Us was shown. It's coming out September twenty twenty two. Animal Crossing was also uh, teased as, again. I got all excited. Then it turned out it was just a quick thing showing the roost teasing of course that we're getting uh, the coffee shop uh they said that there will be an animal crossing direct in october and new free content in november which i'm like okay again i was pretty pissed off about it but whatever i'll let it slide you know bless i want it now they want to keep teasing me whatever you want to do fine have it your way uh mario golf was shown a new free update dropped yesterday it brought uh koopa troopa and ninji is that right is that who that guy was ninji yeah Ninji uh, and two courses. Two of the most uh, desired sh- characters for Mar- for uh, uh, Mario Golf. Give me dry bones. Is it gonna? Is it, does it hurt you? Does it hurt you to give me dry bones? I don't think so. But they refuse to do it for some reason. Uh, then they showed Disney Magical, whatever the fuck. That's what I wrote down. It was some Disney thing. I don't know. I couldn't keep up and didn't care too much. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the not the new remake that's getting made or whatever, right? From Aspire. Uh, the old one is being yeah. put out on uh, Switch uh, uh, November the old, 11th. Old Republic. The old old, yeah, nice. The old 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 Republic coming out uh, October 11th. Then Dying Light 2, Stay Human got fucking shown. That's coming February 4th. Then on top of that, Dying Light Platinum Edition is coming to Switch on uh, October 19th. Triangle Strategy got a little trailer. It's coming out March 4th, 2022. Metroid Dread got a little trailer. Remember, that's coming out October 8th. Then perhaps the biggest announcement of the day was Nintendo Switch Online getting a new content plan called uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. It's revealing, it's releasing, I'm sorry, in late October and we'll have more details later. Uh, The big news, of course, is that this expansion pass uh, will add in N64 games and Genesis games. Uh, The N64 games they'll have at launch are these. 
Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Win Back, which I can't fucking believe, and Yoshi's Story. The Genesis launch lineup will look like this. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean uh, Machine, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Musha, uh, Mar- uh, Fantasy Star uh, 4, uh, Rise Star, Shining Force, shinobi 3 return of the ninja master and strider they also announced there'll be more upcoming n64 games later at a later date those later ones are banjo kazooie pokemon stamp the legend of zelda majora's mask kirby 64 the crystal shards mario golf paper mario f zero x if that wasn't exciting enough they are selling n64 controllers and genesis controllers for 50 bucks wireless wireless n64 and genesis controllers apparently to uh somebody in the comments today not comments, I guess, but uh, you're wrong. Was it wanted me to take them to task? I guess here in America, we're getting the traditional Genesis controller, right? Fat mm-hmm. three buttons, but in Japan, I guess they have the six button turbo controller, which does suck. And I wish we had that because that is how that was my Genesis controller of choice. I have some weird memory. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I definitely, I, I definitely played with the six button Genesis controller in my childhood, and I don't you know what that or... means. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, mean, I didn't own it. No, but I, like I, I remember, I remember using that controller often. Like I must have had a friend that had that specific controller. I remember playing with that controller more than I played with the actual three button fat one that people people don't like. Okay. But yeah, shout out to that controller. I'm with you. That I mean, I wish it was that one that we got. Yeah. Uh, Shadow. Why well, are you gonna buy one? The Sega Genesis control- controller. Yeah. No, I'm gonna You're buy the 64 controller. Yeah. Here's the one thousand percent. I, I, as an N64 stan, I, even though I'm looking at this, I'm like. I don't know, maybe I'll play Ocarina. I said this yesterday. Maybe I'll play Ocarina and Majora's Mask again for like 10 seconds or whatever. To have a wireless N64 controller sitting around, fuck yeah. I think I'll probably end up buying it just for the hell of it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, I'm sorry, there was more stuff still. A Shadowrun trilogy was announced. The Castlevania Advanced Collection was announced and came out yesterday. Razor Renaissance was announced, came out yesterday. I'm excited to play that for Mitch. Delta Rune Chapter 2 was shown. Then they did the Mario movie stuff, which we already covered to, you know, be one of their final uh, bows. Then it was a Splatoon 3 announcement for 2022. Then the final coup de grace was Bayonetta 3 2022. My gosh. That is... A th- when you read it through, this is even a better of a direct than I even felt. It does, yeah, it, it slaps when you read it. When you yeah. read it, you're like, damn, yeah, I really delivered here. Yeah. They had a lot of bangers. Like, I think the ones to point out, right? Like, Mario Party Superstar, for me, I thought was a really hype showcase because they showed off uh, some more maps that they're including, and it includes one of my favorite Mario Party maps, which is the, the Yoshi map from uh, Mario Party, uh, the first one which is like the two islands that are next to each other. You go back and forth. I really love that that one. And so I'm happy that that one's going to be in this one. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. I know Imran Khan somewhere is very excited about that, uh, I'm sure. And then Voice of Cards, the Isle of Dragon Wars was one that, you know, I went through a, a series of emotions throughout that trailer from starting off being like, oh, this sounds like the soundtrack to, to Nier Automata. And then get, seeing the gameplay and going, oh, this looks interesting, but it's not for me. And then seeing at the end of the trailer, Yoko Taro, uh, Keiichi, the, I believe the composer for, for Nier, and more names from Yoko Taro's team who, who does the, the Nier games, I was like, oh, I want to check this out. So I immediately downloaded the demo, and I can't wait. I think this weekend I'm probably going to hop into it and uh, play around with it. But that's awesome. Disco Elysium, the Final Cut, is a game that I can't recommend enough, uh, especially for somebody that likes uh, CRPGs, or if you just like to read, because there's a lot of reading that game. If you want a dope, detective story and you and you like if you're if if you're craving like a a good detective mystery and want to actually like you know do the actual solving of the mystery and do the autopsy and do like all the different uh steps in in terms of like a murder mystery i think that is a great one to try out i think that game has a lot of clever bits to it i think the um the basically upgrade system which is like you have different voices in your head that speak to you and the more you you put points into certain aspects the more that those specific voices speak i think that is so smart and again like it's one i can't recommend enough um like you said the chocobo cheap gp game doesn't look that great uh the smash character being announced at a separate thing i think is is, is exciting and i love the fact that they're drumming up hype for it and you know building up to it i think that's awesome yeah it just sucks that i think that's like such mass that's such a pop a smash character is a pop the animal crossing stuff is a pop so it sucks to get us on that edge of it and then be like oh they're doing it later okay well why am i watching this commercial for another commercial yeah Uh, i also do want to shout out triangle strategy which i think we looks great it looks great 
but it, it was called Project Triangle Strategy. And the way that Project Octopath Traveler was Project Octopath Traveler until they randomly dropped the project and were like, the, the name's Octopath Traveler now. They did the same thing, and I don't think anybody noticed. Where they dropped the project, dropped the and project. I think the game is just called Triangle Strategy, which is a terrible name for a video game. I'm going to say it. That is not a great name. You could get way more creative than Triangle Strategy. But like we let it slide because like they, they planted the seed, and they cleverly went, cool, now remove the project, and nobody will notice. And it worked. So kudos for them for making it work. But also, that's a lame name for a video game. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Hey man, game looks cool. When the game's that good though, Octopath Traveler. If you haven't played, go play. That was uh, that's a traditionally not my kind of game, and I fucking adored that game on Switch. Great times. And then Metroid I, Dread too looks cool. And then also, I, I want to go off about the N64 stuff because like go for this it, was, this was my most hype announcement from yesterday. The fact that they have N64 games coming uh, to Nintendo Switch online, and the lineup they have for both N64 and Genesis is actually magnificent. Like the Genesis, uh, starting off with Sonic. And Sonic 2 and Streets of Rage 2 uh, and stuff like Strider and, and, and Rise Star and uh, uh, Contra and Castlevania I think is super hype but uh, N64 having Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time of course those are the two that you have to have at, uh, on there at launch sure. Mario Kart 64 having four player online awesome. is the most exciting thing to me and I was already, already talking to people on Twitter about like oh yeah we're definitely playing some Mario Kart 64 online uh, and so I'm super excited about that Dr. Mario 64 I don't think gets enough hype um, and I think that's just because, like, by the time you got 64, you know, we played Dr. Mario before. There's only so much that you can innovate in Dr. Mario. But Dr. Mario 64 is a really good version of Dr. Mario, and it has a fun story mode. It has a great soundtrack, and the idea of playing that game online is really exciting um, as well. And then, of course, Star Fox and stuff. But then for the upcoming games, Banjo-Kazooie is such a banger to have on that list. And uh, I believe Rare tweeted out yesterday about how like, oh yeah, we're excited to have Benji Kazooie come to the platform. You can also get it through Game Pass and through Rare Replay and stuff. And just the fact that they're acknowledging in that way, I think really does open the door for, oh, it's not gonna stop here. Like if if Nintendo wants to make Nintendo Switch Online work for the N64 catalog, they gotta get in the the Perfect Darks. They have to get in the Diddy Kong Racings. They have to get in Benji Tooie. They have to get in uh, Conquer is an interesting one because that is very much an adult game, and so I don't know how Nintendo feels about that one. <laughs> but I would love for them to get in Conquer, t- Conquer two, and in, in a lot of that rare catalog. And so I really want it. Um, my three most wanted ones would be Diddy Kong Racing, DK sixty four, and Jet Force Gemini. Nice, Kevin. I sent you uh, my Twitter. If you can throw that up on screen, uh, this is you know my one cry from this. And when I saw those N sixty four controllers, wireless, fuck yeah, this being there, uh, it's the same thing I tweeted. Is basically my plea to Nintendo. I understand how hard this is. I understand licenses. I understand developers leaving, coming, and going, all this stuff. If anyone can figure out how to get the classic N sixty four wrestling games onto the service, it is you, Nintendo. All right, I obviously put out WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. I'll take uh, WCW, NWO, Revenge. I'll take whatever you can give me from that golden era of wrestling video games. Of course, I tweet this and so many people are like, oh man, they'd have to remove the F, they'd have to remove this. There's money in these hills. Someone has to figure out how to do this. Who I don't know where the licenses are. I know there's character rights. I know there's so much. Clearly 2K does not want to give me what I want. AEW says they want to give me what I want. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm excited. But like right now, Nintendo, if anybody can save my life, it's you. This is what I need. This is my cry. We're running late here on a Friday stream as we get ready to go put, eat some hot dogs and play some Hot Wheels. So let's give you some quick ones. Number four, uh, Machine Games has a secret project. This is Otto Kratke over at GameSpot.com. Machine Games, the developer behind the Wolfenstein reboot and an upcoming untitled Indiana Jones game, apparently has a bit more up its sleeve. As, spot, as spotted by Oh. Opat attack, Opat, OP attack, Op machine attack. games, huh? Op attack, Op attack, uh, machine games is joining Insomniac Club of Studios that can now have uh, two major titles at the time with an employee's LinkedIn profile showing the studio has another unannounced game in development. Obviously, you can speculate as far as you want on what game it would be, how much has been done, yada yada yada. Smart money's probably on another Wolfenstein, right? Blessing. Oh yeah, of course they have to be working on Wolfenstein three. Uh, the article from Auto goes on to say, while it's difficult to speculate what the unannounced game from Machine Games is, it's easy to assume that it's the next entry in the developer's Wolfenstein reboot. Bethesda has previously stated that BJ Blazkowicz's story isn't done yet, with Pete Hines confirming that a new Wolfenstein game would eventually release back in 2018. Quote, absolutely we're making a Wolfenstein 3, Hines said at the time. They said on stage that they're taking a break from the larger story to do Wolfenstein Youngblood, but we all have to see how that ends, end quote. <laughs> 
So if you're a Wolfenstein fan, stay tuned for that one. Number five on the Roper Report, there's no ray tracing for PS5 slash Xbox Series X versions of Far Cry 6. This is Jamil Smith over at Tech Radar. Tech Radar noticed uh, this in an interview uh, with WCCF Tech and then got the following statement from Ubisoft. Ray tracing is a PC-only feature. On console, our objective has been to take advantage of new hardware capabilities, optimizing performance, targeting 4K, and achieving 60 frames per second, for instance, all while ensuring uh, that the experience on the previous generation of consoles would remain consistent, end quote. So there you go on that one. Heartbreaker for you, Bless? Were you looking forward to the ray tracing of Far Cry? Uh, I mean, not a heartbreaker, but I do think it's a little bit of a bummer, right? Like, so, yeah not to have ray tracing on the next gen systems you know i do think that's that's a bit of a loss but like you know it's far cry and so i'm i'm playing it to clear out the encampments anyway i'm sure yeah, right. by the time i get a few hours into playing i'm not going to notice the fact that the trees the 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 light um gleaming gleaming against the trees or whatever doesn't look right like i'm not going to care and then final, sixth and final on Roper Report. This one is for you, Kevin. There's a link here. Venom from the hit movie Venom. Let There Be Carnage is coming to Fortnite. Apples, cabbages, chicken, floppers. So many snacks, so little time. Bond with the symbiote. That's right, symbiote. With the Eddie Brock outfit and become Venom. Kevin, you love Fortnite. You love Venom. Have you already bought this one? I have the comic Venom, all right? I don't okay. need... But this the is the Fox. real Venom. This is the this is the one from the movie with Tom Hardy. It's the canon Venom, yeah. Mm-hmm. This the is canon. canon for what In universe, though. You know what I mean? What we'll find out soon enough. Uh, if that wasn't enough for you, ladies and gentlemen, on your Spider-Man slash Venom news, uh, there is breaking news right now that sounds like trouble for everyone. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting Marvel is suing to keep rights to Avengers characters from copyright termination. This is Eric Gardner. It gets much worse. Uh, Disney's Marvel unit is suing to hold on to full control of Avengers characters, including Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and others. Uh, the complaints, which the Hollywood Reporter has obtained, come against their the heirs of some of the late comic book geniuses including Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, uh, and Gene Colan. The suit seeks declaratory relief that these blockbuster characters are ineligible for copyright termination as works made for hire. If Marvel loses, Disney would have to share ownership of characters worth billions. Last month, the administrator of Ditko's estate filed a notice of termination on Spider-Man, which first appeared in comic book form in 1962. Under the termination provisions of copyright law, authors or their heirs can reclaim rights once granted to publishers after waiting a statutory set period of time. According to the termination notice, Marvel would have to give up Ditko's rights to its iconic character in June 2023. So to be clear, that's not mcu that's everything marvel <laughs> that they'd have to give up rights to the game the fucking comic the movies all this shit obviously this is an incredibly detailed story with a bit this is a headline right now it's breaking there it goes on to talk about how this obviously famously happened with dc uh where uh jerry siegel and joe schuster's uh family tried to get superman away from them it didn't work Obviously, what's going to happen, I imagine, is settlement out of court and a whole bunch of money split between some people. So I doubt anytime soon you're not going to see Marvel publishing Spider-Man comics or Insomniac not being able to make a Spider-Man game. But heads up that that's happening, and that's an interesting one, but breaking too late here in the day. You know what else is scary? The fact that we won't know for a while what happens. Blessing, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each every week there out today death park on xbox one blind postman on xbox one and pc a gummy's life on xbox all around lost judgment on playstation all around xbox all around uh little kite on xbox one the adams family mansion mayhem on ps4 xbox one switch and pc uh port royale 4 on ps5 xbox series x slash s space base startopia on switch death stranding director's cut on playstation 5 Hostoria on Switch, Monster Truck Arena on Switch, Top Down Racer on Switch, Don't Touch This Button on Switch, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus New Power Awakened set on Switch, Pawn, oh, Pawn Barbarian, Pawn Barbarian, Pawn Barbarian, Barbarian, PC and Mac, Uh, Dungeon Town, PC, Lego Star Wars Battles is on Apple Arcade, Kerbal Space Program Enhanced Edition is on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S today new dates for you life is strange remastered collection is coming out february 1st now uh bassmaster fishing 2020 brings the thrill of big bass fishing to console and pc on october 28th inscription will uh, show its hand it's a card game uh october 19th for pc uh 
Luminoni? Luminoni? This is launching on October 13th for Switch and PC. Uh, Those Who Came is coming out on Steam Early Access October 7th. Uh, The Art of Rally will release on PlayStation 4 and 5 October 6th. Knockout Cities Season 3 is going to be launching on Tuesday, October 5th at noon UC. UTC. Uh, it's going to be called Hacked. It's bringing four new playlists and events, new weekly crew contracts, a new map, Lockdown Throwdown, a new all, an all-new battle pass, as you'd expect, or brawl pass, as they call it, and additional new content. Blessing. Greg Miller. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Um, Nanobiologist uh, points out that uh, when the initiative was revealed, the initiative, when revealed, announced that they would stay small and stay agile, as well as make any outsourcing public. Another reason that this announcement is why they brought in help. Cool. Uh, Bander SN says that I said Kirby is coming in September. My notes say spring, but I must have fucked up and said September instead of spring. Uh, Kirby Forgotten Land is coming spring 2022. Uh, kind of Steven says, Chocobo GP seems to be a ground-up remake of Chocobo Racing for the PS1. That game did not suck. and was an amazing kart racer online in its own rights. I would say it ranks right under Diddy Kong Racing. I mean, you know, there's I, I think us saying something looks bad doesn't take away from it once being good on, a, on the PS1, right? Like, that trailer didn't do justice to that game, I think, is, is is the gist of it. But I will say, again, I still want to try it out. I think it could be a fun time to actually get get, get our hands on it. Uh, and then okay. here, Kevin, not our Kevin, but a different Kevin, I assume, writes in and says, again, the initiative thing isn't completely out of nowhere with how Xbox works. World's Edge worst worked with Relic for Age of Empires uh, five, or, geez, 4, uh, creative director and main design decisions coming from World's Edge. 343 Industries worked with Creative Assembly, Sega, uh, on Halo Wars 2 with the creative director and uh, main design decisions coming 343. You are not incorrect. It was more... The idea, that, and I, I'm not t- trying to take away from if those games are big enough. I think it's more shocking just of like, we found the initiative. They're AAA. They're this huge fucking studio. It's going to be great. Also, they're, they're getting help from Crystal Dynamics, another big studio that we just haven't seen work with an Xbox studio before. But none of you were wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Blessing, it's Friday. We're going to eat some hot dogs here and play Hot Wheels in a second. But it also means this is your last kind of funny games daily of the week. As we look ahead to next week, ladies and gentlemen, you might ask, who's hosting? this here show well let me tell you monday it's question marks and tim question marks might turn into me didn't realize i booked so many different things yesterday blessings off next week so i booked a bunch of different things and missed that i didn't book that one so i'll figure it out and get somebody uh tuesday it's tim and Witta. wednesday it's gonna be me and snow bike mike thursday tamor hussein and tim for tim tam uh and then friday me and tim there you go that's it like i said if you're watching live right now twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we're about to go play some hot wheels unleashed if you're not no big deal. You can catch that later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. Uh, bless you. We didn't talk about a post show at all. You and I are both on the Hot Wheels thing. Yeah. I mean, I we've know. had a longer show. Maybe we've like had a great conversation. Audio, Patreon people, I think you'll let us go, right? It's okay. You know, it's okay. We got we got this thing to do. We're doing, I got hot dogs cooking upstairs. Jen's going to bring them down in a second. There's a lot going on. It's Friday. If and I got to figure out my hot dog situation. If you are I'm mad, I will let me know Patreon people and I will just record you a post show on my own over the weekend at some point on my phone and send it to you. All right. That's what we'll do. That's how I'll do it. But like also be cool. You know what I mean? Like be cool. Just go in the YouTube comments and just write. We're cool. We can also we're do cool, like a bro. 30 second post show. Nice. No banter. That's, that's that in chat no. mentions that. They seem like they're not going to like that. We got stuff to do, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to support us, great. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. 99% of the time you get a post show. Sometimes we run out of time because we talk too long and it's already 11.09. All right. Uh, if not, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. We couldn't do it without you. We love making it for you. I hope you have a great weekend. And you play a lot of games. But until next time, blessing. It's been our pleasure. Yeah, I was off.